0: What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host Drew. Thank you for making me part of your week. With the whole coronavirus thing going on and no sports at all on TV, this past week for the NFL and the NFL offseason has provided us with quite a few things to talk about, especially if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. So we're going to break all that down, including the blockbuster trade that the Buffalo Bills were able to pull off and Big Baller Bean doing his thing. Man, I can't wait for this episode, so stick around and let's have some fun. Before we jump into this episode, I just want to say thank you for making me part of your week this week and every week right here on Sports Talk Buffalo. Remember, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a good five-star rating on whatever platform that you like to listen to me on. And most importantly, spread the word, tell your friends, tell your family. They can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, right here on Anchor. They can also follow me on Twitter at sportstalkbuff1, that's B U F F one on Twitter. And if they want to contact me directly, you can email me at sportstalkbuffalo at yahoo.com Once again, thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. All right, let's jump right into things here in this episode and start talking about the Buffalo Bills offseason. It has been so much fun so far, and man, it has just been a really, really good time. The Buffalo Bills kicked it off by making a tremendously big blockbuster trade trade Just a few short days ago, and let's start off by talking about that. The biggest news of this show is that the Buffalo Bills traded for a legit number one wide receiver in Stefan Diggs. Now the details of this trade are as follows. The Buffalo Bills will receive wide receiver Stephon Diggs and a 7th round pick in 2020. The Vikings will receive a 1st round pick, number 22, in the 2020 draft, a 5th round pick in the 2020 draft, a 6th round pick in this year's draft, and a 4th round pick in next year's draft. Now, a lot of people are saying that the Buffalo Bills gave up a ton of stuff for Stephon Diggs, and they compare it to the deal that the Houston Texans got for DeAndre Hopkins. I was guilty of that myself. I was not as excited as I probably should have been after hearing the news of us getting somebody like Stephon Diggs, somebody of his caliber, especially giving up that first round pick in such a deep wide receiver class. But I talked to some friends, I did some research, and I got to tell you, I am excited. The Buffalo Bills made a great trade here, and I got to say, a lot of people say, who won this trade? Was it the Bills? Was it the Vikings? And this might seem kind of like a cop-out answer, but I got to say, this works for both teams. I think both teams won this trade, and I'm going to tell you why. The Minnesota Vikings got a first-round pick and four other picks for a wide receiver that did not want to be there anymore. That is a fantastic haul for them. It allows them the ability to potentially have two, or to have two first-round picks to potentially trade up in the draft and land another young wide receiver to go in there and play with Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins and really continue that offense to be, you know, the the great offense that it was. Now, I think the Bills won this trade because, you know, the Bills. Did a good job with this trade because they got a position of need and they didn't have to necessarily have to, you know, we don't have to worry about the what ifs of a rookie wide receiver coming in here. How much of an impact is he going to make? Is he going to be able to step right in and be an instant playmaker? We already know what we're getting with Stefan Diggs and that is a legitimate number one wide receiver. Now, like I said, it said people believe that the Bills gave up a ton for this uh, player and essentially comes down to the Bills giving up a first-round pick for Stephon Diggs. And at number 22, when you really look at it, are you going to get somebody of Stephon Diggs caliber, you know, knowing how good they're going to be in the NFL? No, you're not. Diggs is a proven number one wide receiver, somebody that Allen can rely upon, somebody that can play the opposite side of John Brown, and somebody that will seemingly fit re, uh, really well in Buffalo as far as you know the the opportunity that we do have for him here. Like I said, the Minnesota Vikings free up cap space. They get multiple picks, including a first-round pick for the guy who no longer wanted to play there. That is a win-win for both teams tremendous tremendous trade and I am very happy about it now again the Bills gave up a fifth and a sixth round pick but the Bills had two fifth round picks and uh, three sixth round picks and no seventh round picks so what the Bills did is they still they got rid of one of the fifth round picks they got rid of one of the three sixth round picks so the Bills still have a second third fourth fifth two sixth and now a seventh round pick in the upcoming draft it should still be a very good draft, and it has, you know, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have shown, along with their front office, they, they are very, very solid at being able to find talent later on in the draft. So, like I said, as I did my research more and more, I was not terribly worried about not having that first-round pick. I know on the last podcast I said I wanted T. Higgins, and I, but that was also provided that the Buffalo Bills stayed At number 22, they didn't trade up. They didn't trade down. They didn't trade it away at all. But I really, really like this move. Let's talk about numbers for Stefan Diggs. Now, Stefan Diggs is, like I said, a legitimate number one wide receiver. He is coming off back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in 2018 and 2019. In 2018, he had 1,021 yards on 102 receptions. Nine touchdowns he averaged 10 yards per reception and in 2019 he had 1130 yards on 62 receptions that is a staggering 17.9 yards per reception which was good for fourth best in the NFL and six touchdowns Stefan Diggs also had five games of over 100 yards and four of those games were over 120 yards Diggs Uh, has a very good success rate against all types of coverage. That is huge for the Buffalo Bills. So it doesn't matter what the other team is running because Diggs can beat all of it. He is a premier route runner in the NFL. And the success rate against man coverage is 76.5%. Against zone coverage, it's 84.3%. And against press coverage, it is 79.1% in 2019. And that was a career best for Stefan Diggs. Now, something that should be a little concerning, at least in my opinion, was that Diggs was held under five catches nine times in, two, in 2019. That should be kind of concerning because it shows that maybe he's a little inconsistent throughout the season, maybe he won't be able to bring that big time wide receiver into every single game that we might need him to be. And, you know, we don't have, I don't want to say we don't have anyone else that can really step up. John Brown showed that he could be a tremendous number two wide receiver. He went for over a thousand yards for the first time in his career last year. You have Cole Beasley in the slot who had all, you know, near career highs in, Uh, yards and receptions and things like that. So the Buffalo Bills are really cultivating something and it appears that they are going all in on Josh Allen and really trying to find out what they have. A lot of people have said, well, there are no excuses this year for Josh Allen. They're getting him all his weapons. He's got Diggs. He's got Brown. He's got Beasley. He's got Knox. He's got Singletary in the backfield. The excuses are over for Josh Allen, but I don't think a lot of people are taking into account the fact that we still have Brian Dable. Now, Brian Dable is very well-respected around the league, but he has never really had a top-level offense in the NFL in his entire career, and that is something that should be concerning to everybody. That is really concerning to me, and I want him to just be able to put Josh Allen and the receivers and the running back in the best position to score a lot more than... I think they averaged, what, like 19 points a game last year. Yes, they won 10 games last year, but if they can, t- if the defense plays the way they played last year, top five in the NFL defense, and the Buffalo Bills with their upgraded offense, and this is even before the draft, their upgraded offense can score more points than they did last year. If they can get 22 to 24 points per game, I'm going to tell you, this is an 11-12 and 12 win Buffalo Bills team, just in terms of talent. Now, we're going to find out a lot about who the Buffalo Bills are, I think, in the first and second game of the season. I think we're going to find out a lot about who Josh Allen is this upcoming year. A lot of people want to say he's a bust. A lot of people want to say he's a superstar. I'm not sold one way or another at this point, and I think year number three is going to show a lot about who Josh Allen is. If he can take that next step and you know really show what he is and I don't mean you know just coming back in the fourth quarter I want want him to really put up points I don't want him to struggle in the red zone uh, in terms of actually being able to get the ball into the end zone I know he didn't struggle in terms of turning the ball over he did he was very you know efficient at being able to get points whether it was a field goal or a touchdown but I just want him to be able to take that next step and prove to everyone that he is the franchise guy that we have been looking for for more than two decades here in the city of Buffalo. This season's going to go a long way towards that. Josh Allen, if he can, you know, if he gets somewhere around you know 3500 yards and, you know, even 4 or 500 yards rushing, even 300 yards rushing and he puts up 25 touchdowns or so, something like that, and they're and they're winning games. Now I, I don't want to understate that. I want to say that they have to be winning games. I don't want to say if Josh Allen throws for thirty five hundred yards and the Buffalo Bills are not winning games that he is the, you know, he's the be all end all. I still want him to be able to win the games and he seems like a winner. He won in high school, he won in college, and he is winning in the NFL by any means necessary, whether it's with his legs or with his arm. I would just rather, I just want him to see him do it with his arm a little bit more. And he showed flashes all of last year. He's showing he can be that guy. I just need him to do it more consistently throughout the entire game and not just in the fourth quarter. I want him to come out on fire in the first and second quarters and be able to put teams away so that we can just run the ball down their throats at the, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter and not have any of these, you know, these nail biters towards the end that seemingly the Buffalo Bills had a lot of the last season. Should the Buffalo Bills go out and get another wide receiver? There has been rumors. Uh, Buffalo Fanatics has said that, uh, you know, they got word that the Buffalo Bills are interested in wide receiver. Uh, I believe it was Rashad Higgins from the Cleveland Browns. Um, should the Buffalo Bills go out and potentially try to get another guy later in the draft? that can be worked in gradually, that won't have to come in and be a huge production guy in his first year, maybe even his second year, that can learn, play special teams, and really get a feel for the NFL and they can really mold him into the receiver that they want him to be. Do the Buffalo Bills go after more defense? We'll talk about that in a little bit. In free agency and the tamper, the legal tampering period and trades and whatnot, the Buffalo Bills have filled a lot of their needs so it looks like going into the draft the Bills will be able to essentially do best player available now they still do need a veteran running back in my opinion behind Devin Singletary or at least another option behind Devin Singletary to spell him when he does get tired to keep him fresh so that he can average over five yards a carry like he did last year that is another position of need and the Bills have drafted really good, in my opinion, since Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have gotten here. So I'm just really excited to see what they're going to do as the offseason progresses and as the the NFL draft comes upon us. It's going to be a really exciting time. Right now, this is what we've waited for. This right here, as a Buffalo Bills fan, I have I have watched a lot of garbage. I have seen a lot of crap. I have dealt with a lot of BS. But you know what? It looks like the Buffalo Bills are finally getting it right. Playoffs two of the last three years. That's something that we couldn't even say we were playoff team for almost two full decades of just eating crow. It has been a long time coming, and it seems like the Bills are loading up to try to not only be a playoff team, but a a potential Super Bowl contender coming out of the AFC. The Bills did also make a couple more moves. They did let uh, defensive end Shaq Lawson walk away into free agency. He ends up signing with the Miami Dolphins for a three-year, $30 million contract or thereabouts. They also let defensive tackle Jordan Phillips walk away. He had nine and a half sacks last year. They let him walk away. I believe he goes to the Arizona Cardinals for three years, $30 million, something to that uh, three years, 30, yeah, three years, 30 million dollars, something to that effect. Kind of the same as Shaq Lawson. But the Bills bring in people. They brought in the one person who I said they had ties with in Mario Addison. I said you be on the lookout on the last podcast for him because he has been productive each of the last four years. He's had nine plus sacks each of the last four years. He has been a really, really solid contributor, and he signed with the Buffalo Bills for three years, $30.45 million. Again, four straight years of nine-plus sacks. If he can continue that type of production for the Bills, I couldn't be happier with that signing. He provides a lot of uh, pressure out of the end for the Buffalo Bills. Another player the Bills had signed for... The interior part of the defense was Vernon Butler. He had seven tackles. If you don't know a lot about him, I'll give you a little bit of uh, uh, insight to him. They signed him to a two-year $16 million deal. It can go as high as $19 million, I believe. Uh, $9.3 million guaranteed. He had seven tackles for loss, eight QB hits, and six sacks last year. So another guy that can really get after the quarterback on the interior part Of the defensive line, the Buffalo Bills are seemingly addressing all of their needs in free agency and via trade so that they can just go into the draft and get best player available. That is like a dream scenario for a Buffalo Bills fan because then you don't have to worry about a position of need. You can just grab whoever is there at the best value that you have him on your board and make your team better all around. That is absolutely huge. I love, love what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are making here in Buffalo. They are, they are seemingly making something special, and the Buffalo Bills are in contention to run the AFC East for the the foreseeable future. Now, obviously, it depends on what the other teams are doing, but it seems like the Bills are real, they don't really want to be just the AFC East champions. They, they, Don't just want to be the AFC champions. They want to be the Super Bowl champions. And that is a fantastic mindset. Something that we have not had in any Buffalo team in a very long time. It is, man, when these trades happened, I just could not wait for the season to start. And we're not even in to a bunch of free agency. We haven't even passed the draft yet. And I can't wait for next season to start. Hopefully it starts on time. Hopefully this stupid coronavirus thing The pandemic kind of goes by the wayside. We get it under control. People really start listening to what needs to be done in order to get it under control. So a lot of people don't keep becoming infected with it. And this thing keeps building and building. And we have to cancel parts of next season also. It seems like the, the the XFL season was canceled completely. The NFL season, the NHL season, pardon me, seems like it's going in that direction. The NBA season also seems like it's going in that direction. So we've really lost out on a lot of sports and this whole free agent and signing period in the trades and everything, uh, it's it's just a nice relief from all the, from the fact that we have seemingly lost a lot of sports in the United States of America because of this pandemic. It's just a nice little thing to kind of get your mind off the real world and really make you excited for next season. The Buffalo Bills have also extended safety Jordan Poyer two years at $19.65 million, $8.525 to 8.5 to million guaranteed. It is, I think I read somewhere that this is more of a front-loaded contract so that he gets most of his money up front. He's got an injury guarantee and things like that in the contract. But the good news is we keep the safety tandem together at least for a couple more years. It is seemingly, it is seeming that the Buffalo Bills want to make a run at things right now, this year and next year. The, they want to to be contenders for the Super Bowl. Now, again, we're gonna go over Jordan Poyer. If you weren't really familiar with all the fantastic things that he's done. You're living under a rock and or you're not really watching the Buffalo Bills at all. Jordan Poyer is a fantastic safety for the Buffalo Bills. And him and Micah Hyde have really been an absolute revelation these last few years. So I'm very glad that the Bills were able to get him signed and keep him in Buffalo and on that back end. Now Jordan Poyer has had back-to-back 100 tackle seasons. He's had two uh, or back-to-back seasons of 70-plus solo tackles. He's also had six interceptions over the last two years. The fact that they got him so cheap, in my opinion, fantastic. I think maybe he took a little bit of a hometown discount to stay here in Buffalo, play with people he loves to play with, play for an organization that is seemingly on the rise. And that is good news. If guys are starting to give their teams a little bit of a home, a hometown discount to stay here, normally, For Buffalo sports teams, we have to massively overpay guys to stay in Buffalo and keep the talent here. This was not the case here with Jordan Poyer. He stays at least two more years on the back end with Micah Hyde. Fantastic news. Aside from the trade for the Buffalo Bills getting Stephon Diggs, legit number one wide receiver, something that we all knew we needed in the offseason. The biggest news for the Buffalo Bills is that Tom Brady is no longer going to be a patriot. You heard me correctly, and this day I thought would never come, Tom Brady has opted to go into free agency and not, not, N-O-T, not return to the New England Patriots. The door is wide open, folks. Everything is falling in line for the Buffalo Bills. They can take the run. If the Bills become the division champion, uh, they can potentially get a bye week in the playoffs. The Bills, who hadn't made the playoffs in 17 seasons, and we're talking about them potentially getting a bye week in the first uh, in the first round of the playoffs this year. Oh, it is such an exciting time to be a Bills fan. I'm literally shaking over here with how excited I am. This is going to be so much fun. Such a fun, 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 fun season, I believe, for the Buffalo Bills. And I am so super excited about it. Tom Brady is not only going to seemingly leave the AFC East and the Patriots, he's going to leave the AFC altogether, which is awesome. He is being rumored to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have a tremendous amount of weapons. They had Jameis Winston throw for 5,000 yards last year. I mean, Jameis Winston, you know, the guy's not a world beater. He's not a schmuck, but he's not Tom Brady. Tom Brady right now, at whatever he is, 45 years old, I think, is better than Jameis Winston in his prime, no doubt. Tom Brady is ageless. The guy just keeps doing what he does, and with the weapons that he's going to have, He hasn't had weapons like this since he's had Randy Moss in the year that he broke the single season touchdown record, which was later again broken by Peyton Manning, but he did hold that record for a brief time. He threw 49 touchdowns in a season. That was the year that they were absolutely unstoppable. And now he's going to have weapons like that again in Tampa Bay. Look out for Tampa Bay this year, man. Look out for Tampa Bay. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with with a quarterback that is smart and savvy and as talented as Tom Brady. That's going to do it for this episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. Thank you guys for listening. I had an absolute blast this week. Remember if you like what you're hearing, tell your friends, tell your family, leave or subscribe to this podcast on any of the the stations that you're listening to me on. Remember to leave me a nice review, especially if you're listening to me on Apple Podcast. Leave me that nice five-star review so that more people can find this podcast and we can continue to grow this thing. I am in the process of potentially getting some better equipment here over here so that we can make things a little bit more interesting so that I can start having guests on the show so that it doesn't sound as horrible as it did two episodes ago so that I can really get high quality content out to you guys man I'm so excited I am almost it's this is just fun I have a fun time doing this and I hope you guys have a fun time listening to me whether you're on your way to work or you're just working at home or whatever you're doing again tell your friends tell your family they can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites including Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Stitcher Spotify and, of course, you go right there on Anchor. You can leave me a voice message, and your voice message may end up in my show on Anchor.fm. You can also hit me up personally by going to my email, my email personally, which is sports sportstalkbuffalo at yahoo.com. You can go to my Twitter and follow me on Twitter at sportstalkbuff1. And you can follow all of the things and see all the new episodes that are coming out. You can interact with me. You can ask questions and things like that. You can DM me on there. The whole nine yards. Remember, you can interact with me and I will interact back with you. I have such a fun time doing this. I would love to hear any of your feedback. So again, thank you for listening and have a good week.